Good afternoon, folk. It's Danny on Faith FM looking up. Welcome along. Good to have you here with us. And um, on this beautiful Wednesday afternoon here in Wall's End, just outside of Newcastle. And I'm so glad that you have joined us. Hope and pray you're doing well wherever you are listening from around the country or possibly around the world. So we have Faith FM that goes far and wide and it's obviously online as well. So there are those who are tuning in online. So wherever you are, a big warm welcome to you. And we're getting close to Christmas. So we're all looking forward to that. And hopefully the border, the borders will remain opened. Um, I'm always a bit nervous putting on the news, wondering what's been happening in that space. But so far, so good. I've got some family living in Brisbane and down in Melbourne, so I'm looking forward to connecting with them over the Christmas period. And I hope and pray that you are also making plans and looking forward to connecting with family. Because for me, Christmas um, is about connecting with family, people we don't get a chance to connect with as often as we'd like to because we are so spread out on this great Southland, this beautiful country that we live in. So today we have a treat. Today we've got something very special. We have a guest today in our studio, and um, his name is Sam, Sam Branster. So I want to welcome Sam to our studio today. Welcome, Sam. Thanks, Danny. It's really good to be here. Thank you for, for coming, and we're so looking forward to hearing from Sam. Sam's going to be sharing his journey, his story. Um, of how God rescued him and it's a powerful story and you're going to want to catch every word of that so I pray that you will buckle in and you will be in this for the for the long haul all the way through to the end and we're going to be talking about some other things um, in connection with his testimony now Sam is the brother of Leah some of you may remember we had Leah Branster, well, no, she's Leah Hodge now. She was Branster. Uh, Leah Hodge, we had her in the studio a little while ago and she shared her testimony. She talked about health and well-being. So we've, we've got her brother here today and so he's going to be sharing. So we're looking forward to that. Now, today uh, we are going to, um, in a very special way, take a look at the theme of the great controversy. Now, you may be thinking, the great controversy? Well, that sounds pretty epic. It is pretty epic because that is this, this battle that began in heaven and um, will be completed here on this earth. And so we're going to unpack what the great controversy is. Sam has done a lot of um, study into that subject, and we're going to be looking at that. So in the meantime, I want you to sit back. Relax, we're going to go to a beautiful piece of music now. Michael Card, the final word. So thank you so much for joining us.
alone. He spoke the living, luminous word. At once, His will was done, and so the transformation that in man had been unheard took place in God the Father as He spoke that final. Hope you enjoyed that piece from Michael Card, The Final Word. Welcome back to Faith FM and Looking Up. You are here with Danny this afternoon and my good friend and special guest this afternoon, Sam Branster. Sam, once again, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, it's a pleasure, Danny. It's really good to uh, catch up and hang out and share in God's Word this afternoon. Absolutely. And... Um, I don't know about I don't know about you folk out there, but there's one thing that I love to hear more than anything else, and that is the testimony of someone who has been taken out of darkness and brought into God's marvelous light. There's nothing like hearing the the miracle story of conversion, because every story, every story of conversion is just that it's a miracle. It's the greatest miracle in the world. And so we have the privilege and the pleasure today of hearing uh, the miracle story of how God has led Sam from where he was to where he is today. And so, um, yeah, you're going to really enjoy this. You really are. I've heard his testimony on a number of occasions. And when um, Sharissa and Justin, Sharissa, who is my new co-host, wasn't able to be here today, They're, they've gone away for a few days, um, I was impressed to invite my friend Sam to fill in for, for this Wednesday afternoon and to share his story. So you're going to really enjoy this and you're probably going to want to share it far and wide. So I just want to give you some details um, in case in case you want to um, hear this again or you want to share it with a friend or family or anyone else. We have a website where you can access the podcasts of all the programs of Looking Up and I'll give that to you right now. So if you've got a pen... 
You may want to jot this down, faithfm.com.au. That's faithfm.com.au. Go to the podcast section there and just look for Looking Up and you'll be able to, um, yeah, you'll be able to listen to all the previous programs from the very beginning when we first started a few months ago, just after COVID hit. We started unpacking um, current events in light of Bible prophecy and in light of the the coming of Jesus and the signs that Jesus gave. So it's all there. We've been in the book of Revelation. We're going to continue with that next week when Sharissa uh, comes back. We're going to continue that journey. And in particular, we've been looking at the United States in Bible prophecy. That's where we are up to. So if you want to catch up on some of that in the meantime, feel free to do that. Otherwise, next week we're going to be continuing on. And just a reminder, next week we have Sharissa's husband, Justin Tarosian. He is an American and he will be sharing with us. And we're looking forward to him sharing some very interesting current events as they relate to the subject of America in prophecy. And just a reminder, in case you missed that series, America and the End, it was um, it was online for three weeks and it ended last week. So if you missed one or all of the episodes and you'd like to catch up, there were nine presentations, nine 30-minute presentations with a Q&A at the end of each presentation. You can simply go to the website, to the America and the End website, which is uh, the end.digital. That is the end.digital. And they are all there for you to watch at your leisure. And uh, our producer, Liam, who I'm very happy is here once again today. He informed me just before we got onto the, onto the program that uh, tonight, 7.30 on Faith FM, um, one of the episodes will be airing. So tonight, 7.30, Faith FM, you can tune in and listen to um, America and the End. So that was a fantastic series and, and, um, and thankfully for the online, we can, we can listen to it over and over again and you can share it with those who um, would be interested also. Now, if you'd like to call in, you may have a question for Sam. You may have a question today for Sam. And if you want to call in with your question, I'm sure he'd be happy to answer it. Let me give you those numbers. 1-800-324-843. That's 1-800-324-843. Or you can text us your question on 0491 That's 0491 Double six nine. Well, we've got all that out of the way, Sam. <laughs> and um, now we can now we can begin. And I think we need to start off with a prayer. We need to ask God to bless the things that we'll say, in particular the things that you'll say, so that each person uh, will be impressed by the Holy Spirit with this um, incredible truth of what God can do in a person's life. So, if you'd like to, yeah, lead us with prayer, that'll be great. And then we'll get into a couple of scriptures before we move in. Sure, let's pray. Father in heaven, we just pray that you be with us now as we discuss your word and this important topic of testimony and also the great controversy and how it's played out in each and every one of our lives. I pray as I share the story that led me to Christ, may Christ be uplifted and people be encouraged to share their story as well and to have that personal relationship with Jesus. So we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 When you read through the Gospels, um, Sam, which I'm sure you have read through probably a number of times now uh, since since coming to the Lord, you discover 
um, just time and time again, Jesus touching lives, mm. touching lives, you know. Uh, many lives being touched, and they're all testimonies. Mm-hmm. They're all testimonies. One of my favorite, one of my favorite stories, is uh, the story of Jesus' encounter with a couple of demoniacs, two individuals that were possessed by the devil in a real sense, mm-hmm. not in some fictional sense, but in a real sense. Uh, they lived uh, there amongst the graves. And that really described their condition. Yeah. You know, they were dead, mm-hmm. um, spiritually dead. And Jesus comes along, and the disciples freak out. They run the other way when these guys, um, you know, come out of come out of their those tombs wherever they were, sort of hanging out and living. But Jesus doesn't run. He doesn't run, mm-hmm. and uh, he yeah he he brings healing mm. to them. And uh, there's the story here in uh, Mark. There. Well, in one of the Gospels, there are two. In one of the Gospels, there are one. Um, the bottom line is Jesus heals. Jesus heals them, whether it was one or two. I, I believe there were two, and just Mark is, is, I guess, focusing on one of them. And uh, I just want to pick up here what Mark says. In Mark chapter 5, um, we have the account at the end where, where the demoniac, um, he begs Jesus to go with him. He's like, I want to be your disciple. You have released me from the hand of the enemy. You have saved me. Uh, my life has been transformed. And, you know, I want to follow you. I want to be with you. I want to be one of your disciples. And I don't know if you have you got it there, Sam? Yeah. Mark chapter mm-hmm. 5. Maybe you want to read um, Jesus' response to him mm. um, from, in fact, yeah, start off with. Um, Start off maybe with chapter seven, uh, chapter five. This is Mark mm-hmm. chapter five. Um, if you want to start off in verse 18, mm-hmm. 19, and 20, read those three verses. Sure. And when he got into the boat, he who had been demon-possessed begged him that he might be with him. However, Jesus did not permit him, but he said to him, Go home to your friends and tell them what great things the Lord has done for you and how he has had compassion on you. And then verse 20. Verse 20 says, And he departed and began to proclaim in the in Decapolis all uh, that Jesus had done for him and all marveled. Wow. So what do you take out of that? <laughs> well, Jesus uh, wanted him to share his testimony, and it was going to be a powerful one at that. And... Yeah, it's uh, that's a powerful story, isn't it? Eh? And he did, and the Bible says he went and he began to proclaim throughout the entire and the Decapolis. In case you're wondering, what does that mean? The Decapolis was a region mm-hmm. on the eastern side of the Lake of Galilee that had ten cities. Deca meaning ten, mm-hmm. um, so there were ten cities there. These were Gentile. Um, cities, generally speaking, on the western side, you've got Galilee, you've got you've got um, Nazareth, you've got Capernaum um, on that side where Jesus mainly ministered. But here on the eastern side of Galilee, yeah, you had um, cities that were not all that familiar with with Jesus Christ, and so Jesus had the ultimate missionary. Mm-hmm. This guy was the first missionary mm-hmm. on the western side, and yeah, uh, they all marvelled. It says. They all marveled, and mm-hmm. he declared what Jesus had done for him. Mm, and you've got a story to tell, haven't you? <laughs> yes, well, Christ touches 
each and every one of us if we allow him to work in our life and yes you, you can't have an encounter with jesus unless um without changing and without you know experiencing the power of god mm, absolutely so i guess today on faith fm this testimony is potentially going worldwide because it's i guess it's linked with the internet certainly mm. australia wide and, and elsewhere i mean mm. we may have some listeners and hopefully we do have some listeners that will want to yeah, flick the link through to um, a family member or a friend on you know some other part of the world, who knows where, mm-hmm. and so this message can go out. So yeah, I guess we're doing the same as what Jesus asked this guy to do back then. Mm, sharing. Absolutely. There's another scripture I want you to read, Sam, before we plunge into your testimony, and uh, we're going to be looking at the great controversy today because that's mm-hmm. a, a a huge interest area for you, um, and this scripture once again on the importance of sharing your testimony, and especially in the context, I believe, of the last days. I mean, for the last 2,000 years, but especially as it will relate to the last days, mm-hmm. is found there in the Apocalypse, the book of Revelation, in the very heart of the book of Revelation. So where are you going to be reading from? Uh, this is Revelation chapter 12 and reading verse 11. Okay, go for it. The Bible says, And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives to the death. Wow. So what does that say to you? Well, if you read earlier on in Mm. the book of Revelation to the seven churches, there's a promise every time for him that overcomes. And then here it tells us how we're to overcome. Mm, That's a good point. So it's by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. So there's a powerful connection with a personal testimony and sharing that with overcoming. So how would you connect the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony? How are those two concepts connected? Well, I see it is you can only have a testimony by the blood of the Lamb, mm-hmm. and they're intimately connected because it's the blood of the Lamb that the saints wash their robes in, in later on in we see in Revelation. Mm-hmm. So it's the blood of the Lamb that changes people's lives. And uh, the life of Christ, you know, the, the life of the flesh is in the blood. So the life mm-hmm. of Christ changes the lives of people that come to Jesus and look at his life. And that gives a powerful testimony. That's powerful. Can you see, folk? He's already moving into the whole great controversy theme. I can just see it. This is going to be exciting. And, um, yeah, indeed, what Christ has done for us not only transforms us individually, but it has an impact on those around us. Mm. That's, that's what it means when Jesus said, let your light shine. Mm, you, know, you just can't keep quiet. Like the demoniac, he just couldn't keep quiet. Mm. Wanted to share it. All right. Well, yeah, we're going to take a look at that as we as we continue to go along. That important um, truth of the blood of the Lamb um, saving us, overcoming through Christ and His sacrifice, and then sharing that. And that's how we overcome. The more we share, mm-hmm. the more we overcome. Mm. Have you found that in your experience? The more you have shared your testimony, the the more spiritual growth you have experienced personally yeah i have and it really sometimes after a a year or two of those events you know we get so forgetful but sharing it just also highlights things in a deeper way sometimes and i feel that when i've shared with people it just reinforces those powerful things that God can bring you from and how much you've changed mm. since you've come into Christ. And it's it just reinforces that, that power that's there in the gospel to change lives. Mm. And it's just inspiring, you know, um, when you are sharing 
uh, your your testimony. It's it's a powerful tool and um, just makes you fall in love with Jesus mm. all over again. Going back to those moments that you know that that impact time that you know Christ reveals uh, to you. Um, his love for you and his plan for you and you know I didn't always have that as mm. we might go into a little bit later but yeah just sharing your testimony is a powerful thing it's something I want to do more mm. actually uh, I've just saw my sister again share a testimony and I've seen it a number of times but last Sabbath I went down and watched her uh, share a testimony mm. again and it where was, was just that? Where, where at Gosford Church at Gosford Church wow yeah and uh, it was just powerful again listening I, mm. I know the story ah. but just hearing it again hearing is just again. powerful. Yeah, yeah it really was. So. It's the most powerful sermon you'll ever preach, mm. um, if you want to call it that, because it's it's sharing what Christ has done in your life, and that'll have the greatest impact. So we are going to be going to some music and then to the news in just a, a few seconds. And then after that, we're going to start off with the beginning of how it all started for Sam. And uh, you're going to really enjoy this journey of his. So sit back and enjoy this next song, Melissa Otto, Loom. friend 
Welcome back to Looking Up. You are with Danny and our special guest, Sam Branster, this afternoon on Looking Up, and he will be sharing his testimony. He'll be sharing what wonderful things God has done in his life and how he has delivered him from the hand of the enemy. And that's actually a quote from from a psalm where God says, um, yeah, let everyone who has been delivered by the hand of an enemy, you know, praise God. And so that's what we are doing today. Now, Sam, before we jump into uh, when it all began uh, many, many moons ago, 120 years ago when you were first born, not quite <laughs> that long ago, but uh, what, what are you doing right now? Tell us a little bit about your family right now. Yeah, well, I'm a graduate this year at Avondale University College, it is now, mm-hmm. uh, secondary teaching. And so that's what I've been doing the last couple of years. I am with my I'm living with my mum at the moment, with my daughter that's just about to turn fourteen, which is making me feel very old. <laughs> Even though you're very young. <laughs> and we will be yeah, so currently job seeking at the moment. Um so yeah, looking to get employment next year. For and and what, what specific area in secondary teaching? Well, I'm retraining. I was a chef for over 10 years in the hospitality industry. Okay. And so I have retrained to be a secondary teacher. So food technology is my major and then hospitality, my minor. Okay, fantastic. So you already have got a lot of experience in this area. Well, yeah, you'd hope so. I wasn't doing, you know... Nothing for 10 years. <laughs> so have you got most of your fingers still? Yeah, all, all my fingers are still on, which is, which is you know, obviously good, <laughs> good I've, thing. I've seen you in action. It's, it's an amazing thing. Like I'm just so nervous when I'm using knives. I'm just so nervous. I was cut by a, a friend many years ago when I was, a, I think, a teenager. He was mucking around with a really sharp butcher's knife, just mucking around like trying to be mm-hmm. smart, mm-hmm. you know, as you are as a teenager. Um, the, this is in the days before the internet when we didn't have, you know, devices that would take up all our days. So we actually did real things and played with all sorts of crazy things like knives. And, and, he, and he cut me and I've still got the scar. Mm. I've still got a scar here mm-hmm. on my, I guess, my right index finger. Would that be right? That's index mm-hmm. finger? Mm-hmm. Yeah, my right index finger. So that scar reminds me. So whenever I take the, the knife and I'm a right-hander, mm-hmm. I take the knife and I look at that scar and I'm like so careful. So mm. I'm a hopeless. Fortunately, I've got a, a great wife who's a good cook. So mm. otherwise, Amen. yeah, I'd be eating cereal all day, every day. <laughs> I don't need to use the knife no. to make weeping. <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, okay. So that's what you're doing now. And um, yeah, you got a daughter. I'm not sure if Shahara's listening, if she is. Um, we are glad you are, Shahara, and I hope and pray you are doing super well and the rest of the family. Now, you have a sister. We mentioned her before, yep. Leah. She's been on the show here before. Mm-hmm. You also have a brother. Yeah, I've got an older brother, James, two years older than me. So I'm the middle. Leah's the youngest. Fantastic, yeah. fantastic. And you you said you live with your mum, so your mum's here in Kurumbong, where mm-hmm. you live, and your dad is... He's up north at Coffs Harbour, and that's where my brother is currently with his wife and two kids. Okay, so that's sort of where the family is. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. All right. Well, Sam, um, yeah, what, what did you start off with? Um, yeah, how, how did life begin for you from the beginning? Well, it depends on how far you want to go back, but I did uh, grow up in the church, mm-hmm. Seventh-day Adventist church, um, going to school and church as a little boy with my brother and sister 
I went through all of my 12 years in the Adventist system, going to church the whole time. And, yeah, that's basically was my childhood. My parents did divorce quite, while I was quite young. Uh, how, how young were you? I'd say around five. Oh, okay. Five or so. Uh, but I don't have too many memories of Dad being around. He was, he was working a lot mm. when I was younger. And by the time I was at school... Yeah, he was. Yeah, it was. They were going through a divorce, pretty much. So at about five or six, I I sort of remember that happening. So yeah, Mum raised us, uh, three kids on her own. So yeah, she did a did it tough. She did her best and was working a lot as well. Mm. So yeah, there was always a bit of we, we've always had a bit of a unique dynamic to the family. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it's not a rarity these days. No, it's not. No, it's more of the norm now. But mm. back then, it was probably not as common but yeah so that's basically how I, how I grew up um, and then yeah then ended up sort of going away from the the church and my faith in God probably about the age of around 16 17 um, my brother had already sort of left a lot earlier than that and my sister as well uh, I what kept me in sort of pr- probably a little bit longer than them was my friends. I had a f- friend group that stayed in the church uh, while they were going through their teen years, and that's probably what kept me going regularly to church probably a little bit longer mm. than though from my brother anyway, because his friend group sort of fell away from the church a, yep. a lot earlier, yep. and so he did as well. And uh, but yeah, I just found different things to fill my time. Yeah, like like what did you do? Yeah, well, instead of going to church on on Sabbath, I um, started taking up a a liking to rugby. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So I was a they did. Is this rugby union or rugby league? Rugby union. Oh wow! So my brother had got into that, and me and my brother had had a bit of you know separation in our relationship because he'd gone to live with my dad when he was a bit younger so 14 15 in that time and he by the time he'd come back there was just a distance there that we sort of was hard to get back because we'd grown up together Mm. and he'd changed so much when he came back I sort of didn't really know him and so we just didn't really connect that Mm. well again and when I was about 17 he sort of invited me to come play rugby with him because he'd started playing and he's like oh you know you'd be really good and you know let's you know, we can do it together. And I was like, you know, I really wanted to, you know, do something with him. Yeah. So I started, you know, playing rugby on Sabbaths and, yeah, just was doing that, everything was else. That, was that a problem at all? Was your conscience... Because obviously you, you said you grew up as a Seventh-day Adventist or in a Seventh-day Adventist family. Yeah. You went to church on Sabbath. Yes. Um, yeah. And now you're playing rugby yeah. on Saturday. How, how, how did that sort of work in your mind? Yeah, there, there was a conflict. Uh, probably by the time I started playing rugby, I wasn't in attending church um, much at all. And my brother had been doing it for a while. And I just sort of didn't see the significance of mm. the Sabbath much anymore. I would already was already drifting away from God yep. earlier on. But yeah, there was always something in the back of my mind that, you know, this is, I know this is not the right thing to do, especially doing that. You know, and just the environment of being around rugby players and the lifestyle that they have after the game, and you know, there's a lot of alcohol and all that sort of thing, and that sort of got me, you know, into a different trajectory into life. Mm-hmm. And then by the time I'd finished school, uh, eighteen, 
I was wanting to get into hospitality because I mm-hmm. did it at school and I, I looked at that industry as being something that I'd be passionate about. I liked cooking food and it was probably just as bad in the, uh, you know, in the environment that mm. rugby was because you go into the hospitality and most of the, the chefs, they work really long hours. They work hard hours. Mm. They're always there on weekends. And so a lot of them turn to either drug abuse or alcohol, mm-hmm. just something. It's just, just like a full party cope. life. Just to be able to cope with a lot wow. of stress because it's a high-pressure job wow. depending on what in, uh, restaurant you're in. But it is high-pressure, but pretty much everyone has something that they sort of have a stress relief and usually it's not good. Mm. And so, yeah, that's that sort of was my life for the next sort of 10 years, so to speak. But, yeah, just in that pulled me completely out of the world, so, into the world and, yeah, out of the church. So did you do a bit of experimenting with sort of drugs and alcohol and so forth? Well... Or did you sort of keep a bit clear of that? The the drug... Well, I mean, alcohol, I guess you'd classify as a drug, probably one of the well, hard, is, harder yeah. ones. But uh, in, in terms of, like, narcotics and things like that, like marijuana and ecstasy and those sort of things, I, I didn't go into. But... I did heavily drink and mm. I was going into parties and stuff like that um, through my later later teen years and early 20s, particularly when I was in the hospitality industry because it's just like that's what you do. And I uh, was going to parties and things like that and got into a relationship mm-hmm. with um, a, a girl that obviously wasn't a Christian and uh, that's why I have a, a daughter today. As a, as a result of that two-year relationship and it wasn't a, a, a good one and it didn't end very well and it sort of put my life in a really different position than where I would have thought I was going in in, in life and yeah it, it definitely made things very hard for me once once I left school uh, I was sort of in a, in a position where I had big responsibility I had a a lot of work that I was doing, being an apprentice chef and working many hours and many tough hours, and my life was just very difficult straight away, mm. you know, into the adult sort of years. It was, yeah, I pretty much was right into, you know, um, being a, a dad straight away. In which most, like you were young. Like how young were you when, when you became a dad? Yeah, I was, I was 19. Wow, so first, 19? First year apprenticed. And wow, that's amazing. It was very difficult. Um, yeah. Just a concept. I, I remember waking up at night, just thinking, "I can't believe that I'm a father," and mm. I didn't have my father around much, wow. and I just had no idea what I, I, I was going to do. Wow! Because I'm like, I don't even know what it is like to be a dad. Mm. So how can I be a dad when I don't even know what a dad is supposed to do? Wow! So I was really just had no idea. Yeah. So so who who helped you in the upbringing because i know that shahara's with you now mm-hmm. most of the time mm-hmm. um how, how did it work during that initial period um who who helped you who guided you who mentored you during that time yeah well i mean i was really blessed in the fact that even though i wasn't in the church i always had good people around me that were willing to step in and help uh, i had you know my sister and her partner at the time were, were have always been very good uh, my mum as well has always helped me out. And I've had, you know, my, my brother even at that time, he was definitely supportive of me and, you know, looking after her and he had a partner as well. And so I've had people that have always helped me out, 
you know, and it's always been, God's always put people into my life to help me out, which is, you know, always been a blessing and I'm mm. very thankful for. Fantastic. And so, and so you're starting out on this journey of fatherhood, balancing, trying to, try, trying to make ends meet and paying the bills and supporting your, your mm. daughter. Um, you're working. So that would have been a challenge mm. during those 10 years. Um, how, how, did, how did Shahara find it? Mm. from her point of view yeah well, it was difficult because you know she didn't have obviously the two parents together ever like she's never had that experience we separated when she was you know a couple of months old mm. so she's always had her life knowing her parents of not yeah. together so she's never had that experience so it was always hard for her and then she was obviously staying at her mum's you know a couple of nights a week and then with me a couple of nights a week so there was always that separation and it's it's always been sort of difficult for her and it, to this day it's still sort of like that and she's just sort of learnt to, you know, that's her normal mm. and um, even though that, that should never be and this is the kind of thing that, you know, I, I appeal to young people um, mm. to really choose wisely when you're looking to get into relationships because I tell you, it... it impacts the rest of your life mm. it really does and i know that from firsthand so when i see young people get into relationships i really try to counsel them as best i can to think about it and make sure it's definitely what god wants for you yeah because as you as you pointed out it does impact the your entire life mm-hmm. um and yeah those decisions that we make and and today in this day and age of easy come easy go and you know the sexual revolution and what that's brought about things can things can happen and before you know it you can find yourself in a place where where your life has been completely turned upside down mm. and there are consequences that that go further and especially without god in your life it can mm. be very challenging yeah it was definitely very tough i look back on it and i'm like i wish i had those promises to claim to mm. and in those in those darker times in my life I remember in those 20s going through major depression and uh, I guess that's where we can sort of look at to that sort of what put me on a trajectory to seek after God it was going mm. through those dark years and major depression that really brought me into questioning my worldview and what I was doing with my wow. life. Wow. Well, we're going to pick it up um, from where from where you have just signed off and uh, just taking a look at where, where God took you and seeking and searching for God in just a moment. But we're going to go to some music right now. We're going to be listening to Simple Hymns, O Fount of Love. Divine love flows from my Saviour's bleeding side. Where sinners trade their filthy rags For his righteousness applied Mercy cleansing every stain Now rushing o'er us like a flood There the rich and vilest ones Stand adopted O mount of grace, to thee we cling From the Lord hath set us free One 
once and for all on Calvary's hill. Love and justice shall agree. Praise the Lord, the price is paid. A curse defeated by the Lamb. We who once were slaves by birth, sons and daughters, now we stand. Oh, we stand. Welcome back. Hope you enjoyed O Fount of Love. We are here this afternoon on Looking Up with Danny and my guest for this afternoon, Sam Branster, and we have been taking a look at his testimony. He's been taking us on this incredible journey of how God has led and guided in his life. He's only a young man. How old are you, Sam? I'm 33. 33, there you go. Half my age, not quite. <laughs> yeah, he's only a young guy, and um, but yeah, he's got an incredible journey um, with the Lord and his testimony. Now, before we went to that um, music, Sam, you were sharing that, uh, regarding your, your relationship uh, that um, you had, and you've got a beautiful daughter, Shahara, um, as a result of, of that relationship, but you shared what a challenge it was, you know, to be to become a father at the age of 19, still a teenager, and uh, not to have your own father 
um, as as someone to guide and to lead you and someone that's given you an example of what a father does and how a father, you know, um, is a father. And you you sort of finished off by, by talking about, you know, this this period of depression that you, you began to sink into and searching mm-hmm. and seeking. Do you want to sort of continue on from there? Yeah, so essentially I'd been sort of travelling around as a chef for the last eight or so years and then I'd finally reached a point where I wanted to settle down and sort of take a little bit more time with Shahara because a lot of the restaurants that I was in was taking me well away like down to Sydney and very late at night not having many hours at home at all especially weekends or anything and I just thought that I really needed some time at home so I got a local job in Kurumbong and it was when I was in that time that I started another relationship with with another girl. I didn't learn from my first mistake and went into a relationship with with a girl and I still hadn't thought about God yet mm. and um, just thought that that was going to fix a lot of the hurting that I had experienced and um, it just sort of put me into more deep depression in this relationship and it was it was when we'd broken up we had we had a breakup we had two breakups because we're not together now but we in my first breakup with this in this relationship I was really it just shattered my worldview and I'm like I can't live like this anymore I've got Mm. to start getting better like I just I'm terrible I hate feeling the way I do and I just have no motivation for life I'm I'm sick like I wasn't like sick sick but I was like not feeling on top of it because I was always an active person I was into sport this time I wasn't playing rugby anymore but I was you know I was always a fit person I'd grown up you know being in you know doing sports and active being active and stuff and I just wanted to feel again like I was I was healthy and um I was looking for holistic health. I didn't know that at the time, but that's what I was looking for. And so I just started exercising again. I'm just like, all right, I'm going to exercise. I'm going to, you know, lose weight, get in, get in shape. I want to start eating right, mm. you know, because I'd grown up vegetarian, but now I was being a chef, I was just eating pretty much anything. Mm. And I just said, no, I'm going to learn what is the best diet. So I started reading books. I'd never read books before. But I was just so motivated after this breakup, and this is what happens to guys when we go through a breakup. You start just, reading books. <laughs> yeah, we just get motivated. We want we want to change. Well, sometimes it happens. Yeah. Most of the time, if a guy's going to mm. change, it's when yeah. he doesn't have a girl. Mm. And I I just said, okay, I'm just going to study this. What is the best diet? So I went out and got a book. I researched it. What is the best book on nutrition? And this guy called T. Colin Campbell had written a book mm. on nutrition called The China Study. Said it had the it was the most comprehensive study on diet and disease ever done mm-hmm. over forty years of research. And so I started reading this book, and after the first chapter, I became plant based. Wow! It was just so clear, and I'm like, wow! Like I grew up knowing this, and it just sort of started coming things that I grew up mm. doing seemed to be right, but I never knew it at the time. Mm. And so Because you were just taught it, but yeah. you hadn't investigated it for yourself. No, that's right. I just this is how you eat. Mm. And then later on in life I'm like, I know that 
a plant-based diet is good for you. And this guy, out of research, has come to the same conclusion. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going back to plant-based. That's what I'm going to do. And so I did that. And then it sort of started getting me deeper into things. I'm like, I want to know how to feel better. Mm. I don't want to feel depressed anymore. So Mm -hmm. I started listening to a guy, an old motivational speaker called Zig Ziglar. But he didn't, I didn't know at the time, but he was a Christian. Okay. And he, I started listening to him and I I used, I'd not, I wasn't full-time chef anymore. I was actually working for my mum at this stage and I was cleaning. So I used to have my headphones on Mm -hmm. while I was cleaning. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And instead of listening to music, I was listening to books. Yep. Or motivational speakers. So I just wanted to feel good. And so I'd listen to him and I always got inspired by what he said because he'd share Bible texts mm-hmm. and he'd share Bible principles about how being honest and how being good in character makes you feel better and makes you be able to handle your life a lot better. And he used to share promises and scripture. And I'm just like, I grew up with all these principles and uh, it just made sense. It just made practical sense to live your life as a Christian. And so it started hmm. opening my mind up to God's word and the power that's in his word. And I wasn't obviously going into uh, Bible studies or anything at that stage, but it was definitely preparing me. God was leading me for what was about to happen. The and seeds were being sown. Yeah, absolutely. And it was at this time that my sister had started getting ill. Mm-hmm. And she decided to go out of Costa Rica. And for those that have not heard it yet, I... Definitely encourage you to check out my sister's testimony. She's got it online as well, hasn't she? She does. Um, if you, I think it's um, if you Google um, "rebel raw and redeemed." Did I mm. get those three R's yeah. right? Rebel yeah. raw and redeemed. If you yeah. put that into YouTube yes. and Leah Hodge, Hodge. Yeah. Leah Hodge, you'll be able to uh, get her testimony. I think she's got kind of got a YouTube yes sort yep. of channel or yep. something or site. She does. Yeah. yeah. So it's on there. Yeah. Powerful. Highly recommend that. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend that. So you get the full details there. Yeah. I'm, I'm only going to be able to go in and yeah. and sort of in brief detail. She went over there, Costa Rica, but she had a powerful experience, as you know, Danny, and a supernatural encounter, the great controversy. Literally. Yeah, literally. You know, demon possession, yep. full on. Yep. And yep. so she came back concluding that God has to be real because I know Satan's real. Mm. And she came to the conclusion, I've got to study the Bible. Yes. And so she studied the Bible. I didn't know this at this time. But she didn't know that I was actually listening to um, this guy that was a Christian, Zig Ziglar, that was sharing Bible texts and Bible quotes and stuff that was making me feel better. Mm -hmm. And and I was just searching for truth. I was just like, I just if it's true, I want to know it. Mm. And so you can see how God was putting me in a vein Mm. of thinking to be able to be ready for what was about to happen. And she came back with these Bible studies. Wow. So let me ask you, you mentioned um, you you moved into a a time of serious depression, Mm -hmm. um, you know, shortly after your first relationship when Shahara was born. Mm -hmm. How was the depression affected as you're listening to these biblical principles? Did, did, Did you see that cloud lifting more and more? Absolutely. And... It just started, I just started to feel better Mm. and I was eating right. And it was actually in this time where um, me and that uh, partner that I was in a relationship with that when we broke up, um, Jade, we actually got back together because she'd seen a difference in me. She Mm. saw how happy I was. She saw that I was eating right. Wow. She wanted the same thing. She goes, whatever you're doing, I want to (laughs) do. I want a slice of that. Yeah. (laughs) 
So she came back and we came back into a relationship mm-hmm. and uh, I was still on this journey. And then, But Leah came up to me because she didn't come straight up to me when she got back because she was still in hospital and mm. this sort of stuff. It took a while for her to actually come to me and tell me what had happened in Costa Rica because okay. I'd only known that you know, she was sick and nearly died. I didn't mm. know all the other stuff. And so she said, look, can you please study and go through this series? I want you to go through this series. Just, just go and, and watch it. And I'm like, okay. And so I, I started watching it and it was some Leo Shrevan tapes. And he did a series on Daniel and Revelation. Mm-hmm. And I started watching these and I'm like, I can't believe it. <laughs> like, I can't believe that the Bible does this. Like he went through about the, the accuracy of the Bible, all the manuscripts, all the evidence that there is for the, for the Bible being accurate. And then when he started opening up the prophecies, I was just blown away. Daniel 2... And I'm just like, I vaguely remember some of this stuff when I was a kid, but I never saw the significance of it. I never connected the dots. But when it was, he did Daniel 7, I was blown away. And I remember sitting on my bed, I was watching it in my room, and I just remember coming to the conclusion that the Bible's true, mm. and God's real, and heaven's real, and Jesus is coming back, and I need to change my life. So you came to the conclusion that there were two destinies. Yeah. And you couldn't be sitting on the fence. You had to make a choice mm. which destiny you were going to choose. Absolutely. And wow. and the, the they simultaneously happened. One, I got an overwhelming sense of hope mm-hmm. for the first time in, I can't Powerful. remember. But straight away I got conviction. Hmm. Amen. Of my life needs to change. Wow. Because I can't be in the heavenly kingdom while I'm living the way I am because mm-hmm. I was in a relationship with... Uh, a girl and she was living with me and uh, yeah I just knew straight away that I can't live the way I am I've got to go through some changes more changes than I already made before mm-hmm. and so that sort of put me into this this study of the Bible and taking it seriously and it just it's just continued ever since wow and so this this impacted your girlfriend at the time Jade um, in her spiritual journey at the time, mm-hmm. because I made her watch them as well. I'm like, you got to watch these. <laughs> you got to watch this stuff. Like this is, this is amazing. You've got to watch this. I was so excited. Did she have a Christian background? No, no. So this is all brand new for brand her. Brand new, brand new. And I remember how exciting she was getting when she saw this. And then we started to go and do um, personal Bible studies. And this is where you come in, Danny, because you. Oh, so I feature, I feature in the testimony. All right, I'm all ears now. <laughs> all right, I'm listening to what he's going to say. I've paid him good money to share only the positive things. So they'll only be about 30 seconds worth. <laughs> yeah, go for it. So you know when, when you see a seeker and they've just, they've just come to the conclusion or they just want truth. Yeah. And that's where me and Jay were. And we just wanted to do, we just wanted to know more. Mm. And so Leah connected. Us up with you, yeah. Well, Leah, Leah said, "Look, I've got a brother, mm. and he's been on a journey, mm-hmm. and I think he may be interested." So I said, "Hey, I'd love to connect with him." Yeah, and you just lived down the road, mm-hmm. actually, literally, yep. literally down that same road where Leah lived. And I remember coming for the first time to do our first Bible study. Do you remember that? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you had two dogs, Penny and um, Russell. Russell, Penny and Russell, and. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty, those of you who know me, uh, you'll know that I am, I'm not easily persuaded to give up. <laughs> mm. 
I have learned that there's a spiritual battle going on. Absolutely. There's a huge spiritual battle going on. And I remember that first Bible study, Sam, I turned up and uh, I think Russell was just so excited to see me. He just wanted to take a piece of me, just loved my leg so much. <laughs> and he jumped on my he jumped on my ankle. Mm. And I remember uh, you guys were so apologetic. And I'm like, no, nah, that's all right. Yeah, we know who's behind that. <laughs> but we're going to press on. And um, mm. yeah, so, yeah, that was... I, I really did see in um, in you and Jade uh, a desire to seek and to know what the truth was. Mm. And I'm glad that you uh, kept on coming back, Danny, because those studies that you did with us uh, resulted in us getting baptized mm. um, a few months later and, you know, both of us giving our heart to Christ and we just were just so enthusiastic about what had happened and the changes that have come in our life that we wanted to start getting into ministry and doing something Mm. and so that's where we sort of came together me jade and leah were just like okay let's do something we've got to get this out there and this is where the idea of the food pantry Mm. started at at blue haven Mm -hmm. and we we started that and yeah i guess that's where sort of i started my passion into into ministry and it's just it was just a powerful, like if you told me, you know, five or six years ago where I'd be now, I'd just be, no way. Yeah. But it's just amazing how God had led me that that whole time. Step by step. Step by step to be able to, he just knew when I'd be ready to actually take these things seriously. Mm, no, that's that's very, very powerful. And um, yeah, we're going to take a, a look at um, what life is like now you know, with Jesus. So we've looked at life before Christ. Mm. We've looked at how you came to Christ or how Christ led you to himself. And um, in the next segment, uh, I pray that you'll continue to stay tuned. We're going to take a look at what the Lord is doing in Sam's life right now, what's been happening over those last four or five years, uh, in particular since his baptism. And it's very exciting. So sit back and enjoy Sound the Sound the Battle Cry.
Welcome back to Looking Up. You are this afternoon with Danny and my special guest, Sam Branster. Thank you so much. I was about to say Sharissa because she's just been on board for a couple of weeks, but she's away with Justin and she will be back next week. Just a reminder, Sharissa and Justin, her husband, will be back. Justin will be a special guest and we are going to be unpacking um, some, of the, some of the events surrounding uh, the United States in Bible prophecy, and in particular as they relate to what's happening right now. Um, Sam mentioned in our previous um, segment that he was blown away by Daniel chapter 7, Mm -hmm. and Daniel chapter 7 is very much uh, an end-time prophetic chapter that marries um, with Revelation 13. And so we're going to unpack that in particular as it relates to the United States in Bible prophecy and this final uh, coalition between the Roman papacy and the United States that will be formed at the end of time to bring about the climax of human history and bring the world to a decision. So that's for next week. So I hope and pray that you'll be able to tune in then. But today we are continuing on this journey um, with Sam. And uh, before we went to the break, Sam was sharing with us um, what an incredible experience it was to hear these beautiful truths of the Bible that he grew up with but didn't really understand the significance of them, in particular the prophetic mm. passages of Scripture and how real they are and how powerful they are and how they uh, transformed his life. And, yeah, you said you got baptized. You and you and Jade got baptized mm-hmm. on the same day. It was the 12th of December, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Shahara's birthday. Yep. Back in 2015, were mm-hmm. you saying? Yes. Was, so yeah. we're coming up to five years mm-hmm. in uh, in a few days' time. It'll be five years since you were baptized. Now, you, um, yeah, we kind of signed off uh, before the break. You were sharing with uh, us that you were about to be plunged into a great controversy. So mm. you've given your heart to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Things are, are going well. Mm-hmm. The relationship with you and Jade seems to be going from strength to strength. Mm-hmm. You're both on the same page spiritually. Mm-hmm. Everything is going really well. Praise the Lord. The sun is shining. And then. Yeah. That, <laughs> what happened then? There's that then. And this is where I was really brought into the the theme of this great controversy in my personal life. Mm. Because after shortly after we had both been baptized... And we got into this outreach ministry with the food pantry that we were running at Blue Haven. Mm -hmm. Things started to go downhill with uh, Jade with her health. Mm. And she started to not be able to attend church regularly. And she was staying home. And I just look back on it now and I feel that that was when, you know, doubt started to set in in her mind. Mm. Um, It hadn't probably taken as deep root and without the the spiritual nurturing of a, of a family coming to church. Yes. You know, your easy pickings for the enemy. So, the, so Satan's an opportunist, isn't he? He, he? he 
he preys on opportunities to mm-hmm. get people down. And when people are down in the dumps, that's when he attacks and that's when he brings in doubts and so yep. on and so forth. Yeah, absolutely. And he did definitely use that opportunity to put in some doubts in Jade's mind. And we'd made some big changes in our life and we weren't living together, obviously, after we'd been baptised. And she was finding that very difficult. And I think that, yeah, there was just many things going on that she just didn't see, you know, uh, any hope. She was getting lots of doubts and things. And this is where she ended up going away from from God and ended ending our relationship and she ended up going overseas and it was a very difficult time for me and we'd been together for nearly five years and mm. I know before she, she left she started a, sort of a, a relationship with another, another um, guy um, who was sort of in and out of the church uh, and it was, it was a very hard time for me. Mm. It was very difficult and it made me start, you know, pulling back a little bit from God. And this is where this great controversy thing comes in because I didn't really understand the struggles of a Christian yet mm. until this started happening in my life. And it was not until I had a conversation with you again, Danny, that I really understood what it meant to fully surrender your life to Jesus. And I remember that that conversation that we had and you said the only thing that is going to get you through this is if you surrender it to Jesus. You have mm. to do that. And I didn't really understand what a, a surrender like that meant until it was giving up your future ideas with this person, your future life, anything that you'd thought about had to be surrendered to Christ. And I didn't understand that until that moment. But it gave me a lot of peace when I did do it. Mm. And it was able to get me through a lot of things, but it wasn't without struggle. There was a struggle going on. There was a battle, and I'm sure you observed it. Mm. And oh, I remember it really well. Yeah, and we had people from coming around from the church trying yes. to reach out to me, and I was just in a deep place again of, of you know, despair, and I was hanging on by a thread. Mm. And, but it, through Christ, came out the other end, and it's made me stronger, mm. and it's made my faith stronger, and it's um, definitely brought that theme of the great controversy near and dear to me. Mm. And maybe I think this is something that is really helpful if you could unpack, Sam, because I know that um, a lot of people go through this stage that I'm about to share, and some of you may find yourself in this place, and I know this was the case for you, Sam, that yeah, when things went south and things just fell apart, your relationship fell apart, you, you felt... Um, as though you were comfortable and the best way to cope was just to pull away from everyone, to pull away from everything and just to sort of go into your little shell, possibly a coping mechanism or, or what you had uh, you know, learned to do before. Mm. You, you know, you kind of go back to, to, to where you were, but you discovered that that really wasn't the way to go. And um, now I remember hounding you. I remember uh, ringing you, and you weren't answering my phone. You you weren't and you weren't getting back to my text, but I knew where you lived. Mm. And so I always say that to people. I always say, I know where you live. <laughs> and so I remember knocking on your door, and there were times when you answered. There were times when you didn't answer, and and most of the time you did answer. But yeah, just just share with people, um, yeah, what a struggle it is, and how the enemy wants to really keep you away from people, mm. and. Um, and how that is ultimately destructive. Mm. Well, it was particularly hard, I believe, because what had happened, what it, what had sort of one of the components that brought 
me and Jade apart uh, was another person mm. and they were connected in the church and, mm. it, and, it, and it was really a lot of pain for me to go to the church. And so I didn't really see it as a support network at that time, even though there was all of the members just completely were loving and supporting of me and they, they wanted to help me. I just didn't feel that I could come there at that time. I, I still needed some, I felt like I needed some space from there. But it definitely wasn't the best idea. If I had my time again, I'd do it differently. But yeah, I was going through that mm. valley decision again. Like mm. I had this decision to make. I'm like, I know this is true. I can't go anywhere. Mm. As well, like, you know, when Jesus said to his disciples in John 6, he's like, are you going to leave too? Mm. When it got sort of tough. Yeah. Yep. But they said, look, where, where are we going to go? <laughs> where are we going to go? And I knew this was truth. Yes. And so I couldn't go anywhere. And I know that I just had to stay and you know, just had to surrender it as mm. you, as you were sharing. So that, so that's really a key point, isn't it? Just surrendering, mm. surrendering, um, your heart, your life, surrendering, whatever, whatever it is that has, has brought you to this point. And in your case, it was the relationship mm-hmm. and just surrendering, just putting it all, all on the altar and yeah. saying, Lord, you know, I'm here. Yeah. Um, it, it's all yours. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to invest my life in any of these things I'm surrendering it all to you might be according mm-hmm. to your will yeah now that was a big that was a big moment and so yeah you talked about this raging great controversy mm. and in case some of our listeners are wondering what on earth is this great controversy that we keep mentioning that we're going to now we're going to look at a lot more in in more detail it's it's really this great controversy between Christ and Satan and it comes out in Revelation chapter 12 you know mm-hmm. verses 7 to 9 there where it speaks of this great war that took place in heaven between Christ well Michael and his angels and Michael is a, is a name for Christ there in Revelation 12 verse 7 um, between Christ and his angels and the dragon symbol of Satan and his angels and uh, that that war uh, not a physical war but a spiritual war that began um, in heaven which was over allegiance uh, Lucifer wanted to be like God as we discover from the book of Isaiah uh, that war came down to this earth and Adam and Eve were caught up in that great controversy in the Garden of Eden in this perfect environment. They had two trees mm-hmm. and by choosing you know, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, uh, they chose to side with the enemy. And so this great controversy has raged. Cain and Abel, mm-hmm. they were in the thick of the great controversy and all the way down through time, the last 6,000 years, and it obviously climaxes here at the end of time. Mm. So I know that's, a, I know that's a, an area of, of great interest for you because you've experienced it, like you said, in your own life, in your own person. Now, in case someone may be wondering, does everyone experience the great controversy in their lives? Or is this just for certain select people? No, we're, we are all in the, the thick of this battle. And some of, some of us experience it in different ways. Mm-hmm. But we're told in the Bible that everyone that lives godly will suffer persecution. So it definitely heats up when you make a decision for Christ. But all of us are in this battle, and I'm sure all of us can look back in a time or look in a current situation where we can see this battle, you know, waging between good and evil, um, you know, truth and error. Mm. And, you know, like even even the media and, you know, Hollywood, they play on this theme all the time. It's, oh, yeah. it's part of humanity. Yeah. Of the this, good guy and the bad guy. Yeah, and we just, this theme is just... Star Wars. Per- permeating through... 
our, our humanity because it's just it speaks to us because mm. it's part of our experience mm. and uh, yeah I'd, I'd challenge anyone to come up and say that they've had no conflict or no <laughs> nothing challenging happen in their life because yeah. it's just it's just part of you know being in this battle so there's so there's no one in the grandstand we're all on the field mm-hmm. in, in the thick of it involved in this great controversy now I want to ask you a few a few questions um, mm-hmm. regarding the great controversy in the time that we have available and um, and thank you by the way for sharing that that's very inspiring and I pray that that you have been blessed by Sam's testimony now Sam um, do you have your testimony anywhere online like obviously we've got it on faith fm and people mm. be able to pick it up but have you shared it anywhere online is there anywhere people can go to maybe listen to your testimony shared at some place yeah i've actually got a video of it up on okay. one of my on, on my uh just personal youtube okay and how do people access that what do they need to type into google youtube I'm just trying to think of the channel I've got it. I think it might be uh, Finish the Work, actually. Okay. Um, and, yeah, it's just my personal testimony because I, I do it as an introduction to a courtship and marriage Bible study okay. series that I put up. Wow, courtship and marriage. Yeah. Okay, how many parts? Uh, it's a 14-part wow, series. Wow, 14-part series. Yeah, it's only short. They're only short little videos. Okay. probably about eight to ten minutes okay. long. Okay, And they just share one thought. Fantastic. Study, but and can you repeat that 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 site again? Yeah, it's in YouTube. It's it's finish the work. Finish the work. So if they put in Sam Branster, finish the work, they'll be able to find it quite easily. Should be able to. Our producer, yeah. he's looking at it right now, and if he can find it, anyone can. So yeah. So I've got a little ministry there. Uh, oh, there we go. YouTube. Yeah, finish yep. the work, and it's right there. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. I thought that you know, just from my experience, I can sort of encourage young people on how to. Um, you know, not make the same mistakes that I did. Yep. And just encourage them. Yeah. Fantastic. Now, Sam, with this great controversy, um, what there's a book, there's a book out there mm-hmm. written more than a century ago mm-hmm. called The Great Controversy. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of our listeners will be familiar. In fact, we've been giving that book away mm. uh, the last few weeks because that's what we've been focusing on. And Surprise, surprise, we're giving that same book away today at the end of the program, The Great Controversy. What other book would we want to give away? Um, what led you to study this book, The Great Controversy, and um, written by a woman called Ellen White, an American author who lived more than a century ago, died in 1915. What led you to study this book? Yeah, well, I mean, what brought me to the study of the Bible was, like, like we shared earlier, was Daniel 2, mm. particularly Daniel 7. And these themes, like prophecy, was just such a huge part of me coming to a relationship with Christ. And I just wanted more. Like, mm. I just wanted to know more about these prophecies. And I was given this book, and uh, I was actually used to just listen to it over and over on repeat wow. while I was doing my cleaning, um, cleaning through Audible. So I was listening to audio books, and I just fell in love with the book. It was just a powerful book, and it just really brought me... Um, into a deeper understanding of these prophecies. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, we're going to we're going to unpack more on that book and its absolute power and especially for the last days. After this song and the news, we're going to be listening to Nearer My God to Thee. I love this song. Then followed by the news and then we're going to spend the last section unpacking this book The Great Controversy.
Welcome back to Faith FM and Looking Up. You are with Danny Malenkov and my good friend and co-host for this afternoon, Sam Branster. Thank you, Sam, again. It's been tremendous uh, hearing your testimony and I haven't really heard it um, shared the way you've shared it this afternoon. I've heard bits and pieces of it at different times and at your baptism, you know, some five years ago. Uh, you shared it. However, um, yeah, you've just sort of unpacked it a lot more and I've really appreciated that. And I hope and pray that you have enjoyed it as well. We are in the home stretch. I can't believe nearly two hours has gone by, Sam. Just like that. We could, we, 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 we could be here for another hour or two easily with Sam sharing um, more from his journey and how the Lord has used him and is using him right now. And we are now um, moving into uh, a favorite area of um, Bible study that has had a huge impact on Sam because it comes out of his own personal journey. Well, it's really part of everybody's journey, as he reminded us um, earlier on, the great controversy, this um, battle between good and evil that is being played out in the lives of each and every person. And we all have a choice. We all have a decision to make, just like Adam and Eve. Mm -hmm. They had a choice in the garden. 
they were part of this great controversy. So too we have a choice today, who we will serve and who we will be aligned to. Now there's a book that's been put out um, by a Christian author, inspired Christian author by the name of Ellen White, one of the founders of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. And more than a century ago, uh, God gave her a vision. Um, and I understand that vision was in 1848, uh, the first vision that God gave to her regarding this battle between good and evil. And 10 years later, in 1858, she wrote the first book, and she updated that in 1884. There was another update to that where she expanded it further in 1888. And then the final version, four years before she passed away, in 1911 was the final um, version of that book, The Great Controversy. Mm. That's a powerful book you were sharing before the break that uh, you were listening to that. Mm -hmm as you were going about your cleaning, mm -hmm. uh, all 42 chapters of it. So, mm -hmm. yeah, do you want to just share with us a little more on um, why you're so passionate about this book, The Great Controversy? Yeah, well, just as I was sharing uh, before, that the study of prophecy brought so much hope to me and it just solidified my faith in the Bible and its reliability. So I just wanted to know more about these prophecies and... The Great Controversy covers a, such a significant portion of history, which I just fell in love with, and that was the Dark Ages. You know, after the book starts at the destruction of Jerusalem, mm -hmm. and then it goes through and and follows the Church, and I guess shows the Great Controversy between this battle between the woman and then the dragon that you find in Revelation twelve, and it shows the whole history of that all the way down into the end of time, and I just really was inspired by these themes and just some of the some of the struggles that people went through it was just very inspiring i just really i just resonated with with what what the the christians went through in that time mm. and just had a deeper appreciation for the bible and how that i even had the bible had access to the bible because of what some of these men did and it just really filled me with hope but also encouraged me because whatever I was going through was paled into insignificance to what some of these men of God went through and what they were willing to sacrifice. And it just, it just, yeah, it just gave me hope. And I just really loved hearing about their story and what they did. Mm. So, so this book, as you pointed out, starts off with the destruction of Jerusalem in 70 AD. Mm. And it goes all the way through to the end of time when sin is eradicated mm. from the universe. Mm -hmm. And it finishes off with those uh, with those beautiful words that describe the essence of God in the Bible in First John four eight mm -hmm. um, or four First John four eighteen I think it is God is love. That's mm -hmm. how she finishes yep. off that book. In fact, she starts off that series. In fact, the Great Controversy is the final book mm -hmm. in a five part series. Yep known as the conflict of the ages. It begins with a book called Patriarchs and Prophets, moves into Prophets and Kings. Then um, we move into Desire of Ages, which is on the life of Christ. So the first two volumes look at the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. Desire of Ages looks at Jesus Christ mm -hmm. and the Gospels, for he is the desire, mm -hmm. the desire of all the ages. And then we have Acts of the Apostles, which follows the early church, and in particular the book of Acts. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, the Great Controversy. Yep. Uh, which is yeah, 70 AD toward, right, right to when yeah, sin is eradicated.
motivated. So those five, would you recommend um, those five volumes, that conflict of the ages mm-hmm. for someone who wants to get to know their Bible more? Would you would you recommend these five oh, books? Absolutely. I couldn't highly recommend them enough because when I was new, when I came back to the Bible, reading The Great Controversy was inspiring and then I just wanted more. So I went back to the first one mm-hmm. and then just listened all the way through you know, as I as I was cleaning and whatever, I was just listening to it all the time and just made the Bible come alive. Hmm. Like just the 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 way that it was presented was just so easy for me to follow along and to understand the Bible and you can see the storyline going all the way through. And it was just very easy for me to get really good knowledge of the Bible and the themes of the Bible being a new Christian. Hmm. So yeah, very powerful. Absolutely. And these books, in case you're wondering, you can obviously buy the books um, in a Christian bookstore. We have a Christian bookstore here um, in Lake Macquarie called Better Books and Foods, located in Kurumbong. And if you tell them that Danny sent you, uh, they'll smile. I'm not sure if they'll give you a discount or not. <laughs> so Danny said, um, could you give me a discount, please? But um, put it on his bill. No, don't say that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, feel free to yeah, give them a call. Um, they've got plenty of stock, uh, better books and foods. They're in Kurumbong, Freeman's Drive. Or you can go online and they're free. Uh, you can you can read the books online mm-hmm. and uh, you can go to the LNG White official website and the books are there and a number of other books that she has um, written and that have been published as well. Audio. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what you were that's what you were doing uh, with the book great and all of them. I think yep. you can listen to them all on audio. Mm-hmm. So there's many ways um, to to receive you know the message of those books. But it's certainly you know I. Uh, every day, every day, I seek to read a little bit of one of those five books. And at the moment, I'm in the great controversy, and I'm reading those final chapters dealing with what's going on right now. I mean, it's incredible, Sam. I don't know. I don't know when you read how you feel, but when I'm reading some of those closing chapters, mm-hmm. you know, looking at you know. Uh, like I think of, you know, liberty of conscience threatened mm-hmm. um, one chapter and you see uh, some of the movements taking place, prophetically speaking, in the United States and around the world. Um, when you take a look at, you know, what she wrote more than a century ago and when you compare it mm-hmm. to what we are mm-hmm. reading on the front page of our newspapers, what we're seeing on our news screens, um, it's just like incredible. Mm-hmm. Mm, absolutely. You, if you superimpose those chapters over what we're currently experiencing, it's just, it's undeniable that this was um, seen and, and the Bible clearly shows it. And it's just powerful. Again, like we can have our faith reaffirmed every day just by, you know, studying these prophecies and understanding that there's happening. And mm. uh, it's, it's, we're living in a very, uh, important time but also privileged time you know mm. it should give us hope mm. and yeah yeah um you you mentioned uh the reformers mm. and what an inspiration they were mm-hmm. to you and what they went through mm. and how they remained faithful in the heat of the great controversy yeah. uh, willing to give up their lives uh willing to be burnt at the stake and I've been to some of those places mm-hmm. in Europe. I've been to the place where John Huss and mm-hmm. Jerome were mm-hmm. burnt at the stake. There's a there's a memorial there. There's a big stone yeah. uh, with a plaque on it. And yeah, very inspiring um, what what they went through. Uh, let me ask you. Um, you know, there are 42 chapters mm-hmm. of the Great Controversy. Which one would be one of your favourite chapters or your favourite chapter in the book, and why? 
Yeah, well, like you said, there's so many inspiring stories, but it's hard to go past chapter 40 for me. Chapter 40. What's the title of chapter 40? Chapter 40 is God's People Delivered. Oh, wow. It's just such an amazing... If you want to get encouraged, if you want to be inspired, go and read that chapter. It's just so beautiful. It illustrates how Christ and Adam are united and Christ bringing Adam back into the garden. So this is right at the end of time. Yeah. So this is... Wow. And it's just a powerful scene and and you see that, um, you know, Adam and and uh, Christ embrace each other mm. and Adam sees what his sin did mm. but then through Christ what has who had come into um, you know a saving relationship with Jesus and that redemption is here he br- he brings Adam back to Eden mm. and he he remembers seeing the the trees that he used to tend in, in the garden and wow and so that's it, all that's all visualized yes and it's just powerful. And one of my favorite passages in there is when Jesus says, when he brings all the redeemed through with Adam into the Eden again, Eden restored, your conflict is ended. Wow. So powerful. I just love it. Yep. It just gives me so much hope. <laughs> wow. So talking about hope, um, is there hope for everyone? Is there hope for every single person on the planet? Or, um, or are some people just... Yeah. Just beyond hope and they've gone too far for well, God to bring them back. Well, if anyone was too far, it was me. I was doing everything contrary to God. But praise, praise God that he sent Jesus and that through Jesus, everybody has hope. If you've got breath, then there is hope for you. And that's what we get in the great controversy and in the Bible mm. because how many of those people that wrote the books were murderers, mm. adulterers, just, you know, people so far away from God, yet God was able to reach them. And there's promises all through the Bible sharing that theme that God is is not, you know, restricted by how far we go away from him. He's always ready and mm. able to bring us back. Wow. Yeah, well, I think back to, you know, you asked the question, you know, how many of the Bible authors were murderers and adulterers and so on. I think of the... Of, of, of the first character mm-hmm. that wrote, mm-hmm. Moses. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was a murderer. Yeah. He, he thought that, you know, uh, he was God's answer and that through his might and strength and intellect and just, you know, all his training in Pharaoh's court, he could deliver mm-hmm. the children of Israel from slavery, that he was it, he was the man. And, uh, yeah, it was only when he went into the wilderness and hung out with the sheep for 40 years that he realized that, no, I am not the man. Mm-hmm. God is the one. That works, and I'm just simply a humble instrument. And mm. it's interesting, Moses. You know, before uh, his his forty year apprenticeship and forty year uh, uh, degree with the sheep, and uh, what he was like before that, mm. and what he was like after that. Mm. And and I think that really is the story of what God wants to do in each and every one of our lives. I know He's done that in in your life, and He's done that in my life, where. He's, he's helped me to realize, and I know that he's helped you to realize as you have shared, that it's not about you, it's not about me. It's not about what we can do in our strength and through our skills and abilities and knowledge and education and you fill in the blanks, but it's what God can do if we are willing to be used by him as a humble instrument. Mm. 
Absolutely. So that's very, very powerful. And wow, Sam, I can't believe that we are pretty much at the end of our journey. I've really enjoyed this, Sam. And um, yeah, I hope there'll be another opportunity for, for you to join me. Uh, so, you know, for us to unpack a little bit, maybe more on the great controversy and, and how God can use and lead people. And uh, yeah, I just, I just really appreciate you coming along. I really want to thank you. And I know that our listeners have been blessed this afternoon to, to hear from you, your story, your journey. So once again, those books, The Great Controversy Series, The Conflict of the Ages Series, if you want to know more about them, please give us a call. I'm going to give you those details in a little while. So sit back in the meantime, listen to some beautiful music, our last piece before we sign off. Love one another and come follow me. Beautiful way to end. And we'll be back. Um, with some final words and the giveaway. So stay tuned. Thank you. As I have loved you, love one another, this new commandment, love one another.
welcome back. Hope you enjoyed that final piece on looking up for this beautiful, glorious, delicious Wednesday afternoon. And um, just want to uh, thank you for joining us once again. It's been great to have you along on this exciting journey that Sam Branster has taken us on and he has uh, shared his testimony, his journey in particular, um, the passion of his life at the moment, sharing uh, the message of the great controversy uh, between Christ and Satan and how we can all choose hope. And to choose hope is to choose to be on the side of Jesus Christ, to be on the side of those that will inherit eternal life. And so if you... um, if you haven't, if you've just joined in now or you, or you sort of joined halfway through, I'd encourage you when we do put this um, program online, uh, just go to our website, that's faithfm.com.au. Go to the podcast section there and um, feel free to um, listen to it again and certainly pass it and share it far and wide. Now, Sam, we're giving away what book today? We're giving away the amazing book, The Great Controversy. And it's definitely something that everyone needs to read, particularly Christians. It's a powerful book going through the prophecies. Fantastic. And so the first person to call 1-800-324-843 or text us on 0491-064-669 will get that book. And we are out of time, folk. Um, It's been great. To have you and your company with us this afternoon. Next week, uh, Sharissa is back with her husband, Justin, and we're going to unpack the final events according to Bible prophecies. So enjoy your week and God bless and bye for now. Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up when there's pain deep in your heart. Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up Should the tears begin to start With a prayer all your cares He will cast Into the depths of the sea I know His love is there for me We make our plans And still it's God who directs our ways He knows each step I make He knows each breath I take It's in our darkest hour We find our greatest need He knows what's best for you and me Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up When there's pain deep in your heart Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up Should the tears begin to start depths of the sea His love is always there for me
every trial we face Precious lessons we can learn My faith grows stronger and His plan for me more Hand cuts diamonds from all we see as simple stones. I've learned to place my trust in Him. Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up when there's pain deep in your heart. Begin to start With a prayer all your cares He will cast into the depths of the sea His love is always there for me Love is always there for me.